Hello everyone who's listening to this podcast. Welcome or welcome back. So we had finished reading till 19th November of the book Diary of a Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kinney. So let's continue reading. When Roderick picked me up after play practice today, he told me to get in the back of the car because he had a guest. But I didn't see what in the passenger seat so i went around the car to see what roderick was talking about ellie roderick had rudy's old chew toy propped up in the passenger seat and the only reason roderick put ellie there was to block me from sitting in the front seat with him i knocked on the window to make roderick let me in but he wouldn't unlock the door After a couple of minutes of this the cars behind us started honking because we were blocking the way I had to climb into the back of Roderick's car so a stuffed animal could ride in the front It was freezing out and I was only wearing shorts because those tree costumes don't have any ventilation and you have to dress light When it started to rain I had to pull the top down over myself to keep dry Unfortunately, Patty Farrell was in a car right behind us the whole way home. So she she got to see me in a pretty embarrassing situation. When we pulled into the driveway I, and got out of the car, me and Roderick really got into it. I called him the worst name I could think of and and he pushed me down into a puddle. But mom saw the whole, whole thing and broke it up before I could really let Roderick have it. Mom said that me and Roderick were going to have to settle this in a civil manner and she said that we were going to have a summit later on in the evening after dinner we found out what that meant Mo- mom sat me and Roderick down at the kitchen table and gave us each a pen and a piece of paper i knew what she was up to right away mom used to work as a preschool teacher whenever a kid did something bad she'd write the bad thing and that, that the kid did and she'd make the kid draw a picture to go along with the sentence the idea was the was to make the kid feel ashamed of the bad thing they did so they don't won't do it again i remember the idea working pretty well on me i will not break the crayons because that the sorry I will not break the crayons because that makes the other children sad. So there is a picture of a very badly drawn person who is breaking crayons and beside him are three people who are crying. Mom gave me and Roderick a 3 minute time limit and we got to drawing. Here's what I here's what we came up with. I will not call Roderick names. Bunny rabbit I will not push Gregory unless he really annoys me. I Now I'm just going to assume that Roderick spelled my name wrong in the drawing to get me extra mad, but the alternative is just too depressing. Anyway, mom gave up on our summit after seeing the drawings. I guess she was satisfied with the fact that me and Roderick could sit next to each other for 3 minutes without strangling each other. Sunday November 20th. Mom has decided she has had enough of me and Roderick not getting along. So she made a list of all the situations that cause friction between the two of us and she said she's going to eliminate those types of situation one by one. The first rule she made was that from now on whenever we got a new box of cereal mom is going to throw it throw away the price that comes with it 
That's fine with me. I never get the prize anyway because Roderick always opens the box first. And the way the he digs around for it with bare hand, it makes me not want to have the cereal anyway. Oops, hope my bandit didn't fall off. Even though mom made made that rule, Roderick still figured figured a way to annoy me. When Roderick poured the first bowl of cereal today, all that came out was a box of marshmallows. Well, lucky me. Roderick must have sorted through all the cereal to pick out the marshmallows before before I even sat down. I'm starting to think mom's rules are actually going to cause more friction than we have had before. I was happy to let Roderick eat all the marshmallows anyway. One time when I slept over at grandma's, I ate just the marshmallows out of a box of junk cereal. And in the middle of the gym class that day, I practically passed out of of stomach cramps. So the school had to call dad at work and tell him to come pick me up. But I wasn't about to tell that the real reason he had to pick me up. So I made up some story and it actually turned in favor. Well, that's the last time I do 300 stomach crunches without properly stretching, without properly stretching first. One good thing about today, no soccer game. So for the first time in a long so for the first time in a long time, I could kick up my feet on a Saturday afternoon. Our team is our team is in the playoffs and the first game is tomorrow. So five more games until the championship match and then I'm done for the year. Sunday, November 21st. Well, guess what? My, so- my soccer season is over. Our team lost the first game of the playoffs today. So we're out of the tournament. Of- and of course, I was the goalie. I got blamed for the team getting eliminated. I only got one goal scored on me, but that didn't seem to matter to Mr. Keith and all of the goons on the team. In fact, I practically got a run off the field when the game ended. Mm, why did you do that? Hey, it's all your fault, Hesley. Orange peels. Tomato slices. Luckily, Dad wasn't around to see the game because he was a reader at church today. When I told dad about the game, he was actually pretty calm about it. I figured he might be mad or at least disappointed, but I have to give him credit on this one. He was a little sad at first, but then he seemed okay with it. Did you bend your knees? Mm-hmm. It's a good thing too, because now I have a lot of more serious things to worry about than dad's, feeling, than dad's feelings about my goalie skills. The guy on my team was... The guys on my team was so hot at me that I figure I better start looking into how I can transfer to another school. I've thought about coming up with some sort of a disguise to get me through the rest of the school year, but I don't think it would work out. A week ago, I bet half guys on my soccer team I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even recognized me if they ran into me at school, but believe me, they ran into me at school. And believe me, they would now. Hey! You're the jerk who ruined our, who ruined our whole soccer season. <laughs> Monday, November 22nd. Today in science class, I almost blew the whole invisible chirag gag. Not once, but twice. The teacher asked me to count the number of kids in the classroom so she'd know how many safety goggles to get out of the closet. So I made a big show of counting everyone in the room except Chirag because, of course, 
I always pretending I can't see him. Thirty-three, thirty-four. There, there are thirty-four people in this class. Well, for some reason, this was a straw that broke the camel's back. Chirag got up in my face and started yelling, and it was all I could do to stare into space, like I didn't hear or see a thing. I am a human being. I am a human being too. I wanted to explain to him that we never said he wasn't a human being. We just said that he's an invisible human being. But luckily, I was able to stop myself from saying something, which would have ju- ruined the joke. The other thing that threw me off for for a loop was that the teacher assigned Chirag to be one of my lab partners, along with Giles Hugglestone. Our assignment was to dissect the frog, and it was pretty clear that neither me nor Giles was going to touch the thing. So we had figured out a way to Chirag to do all the dirty joke with the work without breaking the joke. Look, Giles, that frog is dissecting itself. That's totally spooky. Luckily, Chirag cared more about his lab grade than our job, so he came through for our lab group. But I really didn't know how much longer I can keep this joke going on. After school today, we had our last visit of Oz practice before the show, which is supposed to be tomorrow night. I have no idea how we are going to pull this play off. First of all, nobody has bothered to learn their lines because during rehearsals, Mrs. Northall whispers everyone's lines to them from the side of the stage. I'll get you, my pretty. I'll get that you're pretty. I wonder how it's going to be tomorrow night when Miss Mrs. Northall is sitting at the piano 30 feet away from the stage. Another thing is that making things difficult is that Mrs. Northall keeps adding new scenes and even new actors. She brought in some kid from kindergarten to play Toto, Dorothy's dog, but the kid's mom insisted that Toto walks around on two legs because crawling on all fours would be too degrading. As far as degrading goes, she should have thought of that before signing her kid to dress as a Scottish terrier in front of 3000 people. If I know anything at all that kid's classmates are still going to call him going to be calling him Toto when he's in 8th grade. But the worst thing of all was that Mrs. Norton actually wrote a song that us trees are going to have to sing. She said everyone deserved a chance to sing in a play and that and then spent a half an hour teaching us what must be the worst song ever written. We three trees. The only good thing I can think about the song is that Roderick would be at the play to witness my humiliation. Mrs. Norton decided that the play was going to be a semi-formal occasion and I know there's no way Roderick is going to wear a tie for some dumb middle school play. After we practiced our song, Archie Kelly tripped over Rodney James and he chipped his tooth because he couldn't stick out his arms to break his fall. We have to see if Archie will stay in the play or if Mrs. Norton is going to change the song to V2 Trees. Gah! Okay so that's the end for today and yeah we've read till November 22nd Monday and let's see what happens in the play bye love you guys